Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. Hi, y'all. Thank y'all for joining us for our Beef Brunch News Update on Tuesday, November 8th. Um, I believe when we left off a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about getting ready for state fair and some cold weather coming in and crossing our fingers for a little bit of rain. Um, Lee's not with us today, but I will say in the Northwest, um, I guess it's been two Wednesdays ago now, almost the day after our last news update came, we did get some rain through the area. Um, Temperatures have been a little bit more like fall, uh, hitting upper 30s, I think at night. We were a little cold in the State Fair barn, but um, State Fair did go really well. I think as far as the show goes um, on on cattle, sheep, goats, pigs, everything, it, it went well. And congratulations to all those exhibitors that placed and made it through the sale and everything um, in the past couple of weeks and good luck to Jason and Rodney and all of our kids that are going on on the educational trip to nail um, this week in Louisville so I know they've been getting ready for that. Um, Vince I will go ahead and pass it on to you for our update uh, in central and south Louisiana. Oh thank you Ashley for having me and yeah it's uh, good to be back home from State Fair and Fortunately, we made the trip, so we're getting ready to travel to Kentucky. So we're looking forward to that. My kids have never been, and they're, they're looking forward to it. So we're, we're excited about that. But as far as weather conditions, ryegrass planting, I think uh, most of the ryegrass has been planted in our area in central part of the state. Uh, did get comments from some people that have not planted yet, and it's getting a little late. Um, we did get that one inch of rain with that front coming through two weeks ago. And then we had a little bit of supporting moisture, I guess, with another front that came through middle part of last week. Uh, got a couple of two or three tenths out of that one. So uh, in my general area, ryegrass is up. Uh, if we could get another little rain here in the short run, which there's a prediction for rain on Wednesday, Thursday, uh, I think we'll have some ryegrass ready to top dress. So um, despite the, the, the increased price in fertilizer, uh, I, I see some good stands out there that are coming along uh, with with you know, need of moisture. I mean, I won't say we have ample moisture, but we have enough moisture for it to continue on. Um, there is some hay going out to cow herds at this time. We, you know, those 40 and, uh, you know, last night was 39 degrees here. Um, you get those kind of temperatures above I-10 where we're about 30 miles from I-10 and, you know, our, our summer grasses are gone. You know, it's yellowed up and cows are starting to search for stuff to eat, to eat you know, and so it's, you know, people are supplementing and uh, that that brings to mind another issue, you know, the, the increased cost of everything. Um, you know, producers are searching for the best deal out there as far as supplementation. And to be honest, there's there's really no good deal. I, you know, most of the uh, I've been pricing some stuff for my personal use, and um, it, it's escalated by you know 20 and 30 percent in some cases. So um, just going to have to bite the bullet and 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 hope for a good outcome, or or make sure that you got those cow cows moved on to market. Uh, to try to uh, cushion some of that expense, that extra expense or added expense to our winter supplementation and fertilizer costs. Um, a lot of people have been uh, palpating cows and getting cows to the market, so uh, hopefully we can get enough cushion there to you know, cover those expenses. Uh, fall cabin season is well on the way. Uh, we, we, you know, we we generally have a good portion of our cattle herds in this area, um, calve October, November, and December. Uh, where they, you know, they have a good heavy marketable calf come June or July, um, and it's uh, no strange uh, issue in, in my particular situation. We're about calved out, you know, probably 80%. So, um, and a lot of the neighbors around me and, and people in the general area are the same way. So, 
Um, that's looking good, but you know, ryegrass is a ways from being grazed, so these cattle are going to need supplementation and, and plenty of hay in front of them to keep them full and keep those calves moving right along uh, before getting on winter, winter grazing. Um, Jason and I visited before the uh, recording of this update today regarding uh, you know, some increased cost of supplementation and, and feed costs. Um, I did a little research and, and called some contacts here down in the rice country. Rice brand has gone up exponentially here lately. Uh, but there's a couple of things driving that, and it's it's n nothing strange to the current situation. Is, is freight is involved, uh, barge traffic is held up. A lot of this milled rice that's going to export markets are being held up on barges, not being able to make their destinations in a timely fashion. Some of the rice mills have been held up two and three days a week, uh, not being able to mill because they have nowhere to go with milled rice. There's a higher demand for brown rice, uh, so. Brown rice is simply not taking the brand off, just taking the husk off. And, you know, that's been a, a popular commodity and uh, a lot of a lot of population is, is maybe moving to that. Or they may be just doing brown rice here locally to send to an export where they finish the, finish the product off as a polished product. So um, there's a number of things driving that cost of rice brand up and uh, it's nothing strange. Uh, every, every time you turn around, it's uh, we have an increase in cost um, and it's mainly associated with freight and uh, the, you know, the holdup with, with shipping and stuff, both on the east and west coast and export markets. So um, also that you know, we've had a, a downfall in the amount of acreage that's planted. Arkansas was considerably off, somewhere around a million acres off this year. Uh, in Louisiana, uh, I talked to one of the local rice buyers and he said that uh, Louisiana had uh, just about 18 to 20 percent less acreage this year than they had in previous years. So all those things come into play with supply and demand and um, rice bran has become a favorite for deer hunters. Uh, deer love rice bran. Uh, so that's that's another niche in the market for the rice bran or the, the, the millers, you know, that they, they have in that market uh, in their favor. So uh, increase in prices is, is no is, is, you know, is nothing new. So uh, but that's that's here recently. Jason, I think, commented that the USDA uh, numbers were up like what $75 a ton Jason yeah so up about uh, $55 a ton oh 55 I'm sorry I misunderstood you on that but uh, still that's considerable from around $125 mark to $175 mark $180 mark um, so that puts a strain it's a it's generally a cheap and easy feed stuff you know those that live close to the mills here in South Louisiana where there's a lot of rice milling that goes on uh, so that's putting another financial strain on, on some of our um, low in input feed costs. Uh, that's about all I have. It's, uh, you know, we, we're going to wrap up the fall calving season here. Uh, it's time to get bulls uh, fertility tested. Uh, moving into our breeding season, uh, bulls will go out generally around, you know, a month from now, December the 15th to the 20th, somewhere in there for 60 days, 60 to 75 days, and then again back in the spring. So um, there's a lot of interest in people looking for replacement bulls or adding a bull to their battery right now to make sure that they got everything covered. Uh, there's a lot of bull sales going on right now, a lot of replacement female sales right now. Uh, so hopefully everybody meets their needs, but it don't seem like the prices are going down with the calf prices. So, but futures market has been favorable and Jason will cover that in his comments. That's about all I have. Thank you. I was uh, looking at the Daily Voice from Farm Bureau this morning and they were talking about um, the shortage of having truck drivers, which goes into what Vince was just saying about um, delivery. I mean, not just the exports and the barges, but 
even here in the continental U.S., um, our lack of, of truck drivers and how that's affecting supply of things, um, cost of fertilizer, and it was just all these different things. Of costs are going up, costs are going up, costs are going up. No truckers, um, and I was like, man, this is a way to a way to start a morning, especially a Monday morning. Um, on that, but it is something to consider and, and looking forward um, into the future on, on your prices and on supplements and fertilizer and everything. Jason, um, I appreciate your cute decor that you have back there. Um, Jason's sitting in my office in Alexandria, as Vince just said, they were getting ready to, to head to Louisville um, to take the kids to Nail to compete there. So Jason's in my office there and I have to give him a hard time because he shifted his camera earlier so you didn't see my Texas A&M stuff in the background. So. Uh, Jason, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you for your update. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, it, uh, it is definitely livestock show season with us. Uh, been at the state fair the last couple of weeks and got to go sleep in my bed one night before coming down here. And uh, as I said before, we're, we're getting everything loaded up and uh, getting all of our ducks in a row to head out for the North American tomorrow. Um, we'll be taking... Uh, 26 head of uh, cattle up there, so two steers and the rest of that's junior heifers, and 17 head of sheep. So we're uh, we're excited about the number of kids up there. Just to kind of give you a little brief, I know this is not a a, a show update, but um, and it's something that Louisiana can be proud of is that, that we've been taking kids on this trip since 1946. Uh, the only time that the trip was missed was. Uh, the two years between whenever uh, Chicago uh, shut down and they started moving that show to Louisville, uh, there was two years in there that it did not happen. And then um, we didn't get to take a full trip last year during the pandemic. So that's about the only time we've missed. But other than that, we've been uh, we've been taking kids on this trip. Uh, whenever they first started in 1946, they were taking them up there by rail cars. Uh, pretty pretty neat stuff. Uh, if you read some of those news clippings that they found in the livestock show office, a lot of history with this trip in terms of Louisiana 4-H and FFA going up there. Um, the rain that was talked about, Northeast kind of missed out on some of that. Uh, we didn't get near the rain that we were hoping we were going to get um, uh, whenever that came through Shreveport. Uh, uh, it was like a river flowing in between the barns there at the state fairgrounds. It came a really good hard rain. Uh, on sale day of all days, uh, we were trying to get animals moved from the barns over to Hearst Coliseum, uh, but it came a good rain there. But after visiting with folks back over in northeast Louisiana, we didn't get uh, we didn't get near that rain. They did catch some rain, but uh, not near what we were probably needing on some of that uh, that newly planted ryegrass. Uh, moving into the markets, uh, the slaughter volume fell back to 650,000 head this past week after reaching 668,000. Uh, the previous week, uh, cash market has broken out of the trading range that has characterized much of this year. So uh, I was looking back and we we hovered uh, back and forth. So if you look at the 125 line on fat cattle, we bounced back and forth around that line for 11 weeks. Uh, it just kind of got stale right there and just didn't seem like we could get any movement. Uh, but it seems like we've finally broken out of that uh, and finally hit some dollar thirties this past week. Uh, beef demand is healthy. Uh, plant processing volumes remain the wild card on whether or not we're going to continue to maintain this uh, this momentum that we've picked up on. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to do that. 
Uh, the box beef market posted additional gains this week. Choice box beef closed the week at $288.64 a hundred with a choice select spread of $21.85. Uh, so uh, y'all have heard us talk about processor margins before. Uh, they still remain excessively high. So right now those margins are running about $600 to $700 a head. Uh, so the, the processors are still making money, even though we did make gains this week in live cattle. If you look at that kind of margin, the processors are still working in a positive. Uh, fed cattle traded in the south between 128 and 130. Uh, fed cattle traded in the north between 128 and 130, so that's a uh, uh, that's a good thing that we're we're seeing a, a balance there. Uh, to average out the week in the five area feeding region, the Fed steer negotiated cash price was 126 to 132 on a confirmed 80,469 head, so that is down 6,682 head from the previous week. Uh, as Vince mentioned a while ago, higher futures were assisted by higher cash trade uh, this week. Trade volumes were light to moderate, but at prices two to four dollars better than they were last week. Uh, futures ended the week with December trading up a dollar seventeen at one thirty one eighty, February up a dollar twenty seven at one thirty seven twelve, and April up a dollar seventeen at one hundred and forty dollars. Uh, so that's uh, that is some really really good news that we're seeing in the in the futures. Five to six hundred pound steers, medium and large ones and twos, sold from one forty seven to one fifty four, which was mostly steady with the previous week. Seven to eight hundred pound feeder steers, medium and large ones and twos, were mixed from one twenty seven to one forty seven, which is six dollars lower to eight dollars higher than the previous week. Uh, futures ended the week with January trading up a dollar forty-two at one fifty-nine sixty, March up one forty-five at one sixty seventy-seven, and April up a dollar forty at one sixty-three seventy-two. Lean coal cows averaged out the week at fifty-one cents, which is slightly higher compared to the previous week at forty-nine cents. Uh, moving into our feed stuff, soybean meal uh, is trading up $13.30 a ton at $365.20 a ton. Soybean hulls are steady at $155. Cottonseed meal is steady at $300 a ton. Whole cottonseed is steady at $265 a ton. Uh, as we stated earlier, rice bran is up $55 a ton at $195 a ton. Corn gluten feed, that's the 60%, is up $5 at $610 a ton. DDGs are down $2.50 at $175 a ton. And corn is up $0.20 cents a bushel at $5.56 a bushel. And with that, Ashley, I'm going to turn it back over to you. All right, thank you. So, um Several of these things have been mentioned already, but um, I think Vince said, you know, it's time people are purchasing bulls, um, doing breeding sinus exams and things like that. And so that kind of leads us into um, the beef brunch events or webinars that we've got. So tomorrow or no, today, I'm sorry, we record these on Mondays and I always mess that up. But today when this is going out um, on November 9th, I think I said our date wrong earlier too, to Monday. Um, so tomorrow, today, today, November the 9th, um, Tuesday is our beef brunch webinar. Um, so Dr. Skagley and I are doing bull management and commercial beef operations. 
Um, so he's touching a lot on the nutrition side. I'm touching a lot on the reproduction side. And then we both have some other management considerations going in there. So depending on when you hear this news update, um, our webinar is live at 1030. And then, of course, we always record those and I get them up as soon as I can. It usually takes a week or so, sometimes longer to get um, those edited and posted for you all online. With that being said, Dr. Scaglia's webinar um, from October, which was um, planning your grazing for winter annual forages, um, that is online. So that's on our YouTube channel, um, our Beef Brunch website, lsuicenter.com forward slash Beef Brunch. In December, Dr. Hay is coming in and we're continuing um, some talks with bulls. Dr. Hay will be presenting selecting beef bulls for terminal crossbreeding programs. Um, so that's going to be December 14th, and we'll remind you about that when it starts to come up. A couple of other events um, to mention really quick. We've discussed this before, but um, Dr. Scaglia also is coordinating a grass-fed beef production and marketing workshop that is Tuesday, November 16th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the mega shelter or the state evacuation shelter there at Alexandria. Um, on the programs, optimizing resources, um, transitioning to a grass-fed beef system, marketing your calves, strategic alliances in the grass-fed beef industry, um, functions for grass-fed beef producers, uh, what they prefer for strategic alliances, how grass-fed beef attributes, uh, attributes, um, what, what attributes are preferred by restaurants and retailers. I'm getting way too tongue-tied now. Um, there will also be a producer panel so you'll get to hear from different grass-fed producers about their experiences, um, their do's and don'ts in terms of grass-fed beef production. And then the other event that I want to go ahead and get on your calendars is our Louisiana Forage and Grasslands Council annual meeting or annual conference. That is going to be Friday, December 3rd in Alexandria, um, again at the State Evacuation Shelter. Registration and viewing of commercial exhibits will start at 8.15, but the actual program will not start until 9, So, um, and it will be over at 1 p.m. There is no registration fee. Um, if you want to join the Forage and Grasslands Council, um, the membership is $35 for that, but you do not have to pay membership in order to, to come to the event. So if you would just like to come to the event, you may do that. Topics there, uh, review on nitrogen fertilization options for pastures, um, and an update on our Ag Center Forage Testing Lab, protein supplementation and ruminant diets, bale storage, marketing your animals, um, Department of Ag and Forestry will come in for that, low input sustainable beef production in the Gulf South, an NRCS update, um, and then if you're a member, we will have the Forage and Grasslands Council business meeting at the end of this conference. So again, that's going to be on Friday, December 3rd. Um, Dr. Ed Twidwell is the contact for that, and I'll have all that information in our video and podcast. Um, and then one more thing, just a reminder that we do still have the um, registration open for our advanced master cattlemen. So I have that link and information. Uh, you can contact Dr. Scaglia if you have any questions on that. And with that, I think that wraps up our news update, and we will be back with you all in a couple of weeks.